Do you remember when we sang the intro of that one episode? <laughs> yeah, that's like one of my favorite things that's ever happened. I love it a lot. Um, <laughs> hello. Hello, Megan. I feel like I haven't seen you in ages. You haven't. I've been deprived. We have been away from each other for entirely too long. Oh my God. Um, it's been two weeks. Yeah. I'm Megan. I'm Kara. This is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. Guys, we're here. We're yes. Good. As you guys know, usually this episode would have come out on Tuesday, yesterday. Yep. But we were waiting until today to record because Kara has had COVID. Yep. My daughter has had COVID. Yep. People everywhere I go, I'm just more, Getting more it. people. Yeah. And I don't understand how I haven't gotten it yet. No. You have like a super superhuman immune system. You think that, except everyone who listens to this podcast knows that she's had a cold yeah, for you three months. heard me complain about being sick for months, but I've tested several times during that time. Yeah, you got- Because I kept thinking- is this COVID? And you got sick when we were in Orlando. I know. For Halloween. The beginning of October. Yeah. And I've basically had a cold since then. Since that day. But I've been tested multiple times and it's not COVID. Apparently. I think that you're not meant to fly ever again. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> Guys, me and Kara both, <laughs> we had to fly um, last weekend. Yep. Uh, over, new, over the New Year holiday. So I went to a wedding and Kara went to Florida. Go cats. We, yeah, for the ball game. And we saw each other at the airport just before we left and i don't know if you all remember this but when Kara and i flew to orlando <laughs> we learned how we're both really nervous flyers yep and Kara really obsessively <laughs> studies the like that thing that's in the the back the, seat pocket of yep. the seat in yeah, front yeah. of you that the explains information the how the oxygen mm-hmm. masks work and, yeah um so i when I got on my plane, I took that out and I looked at it and I sent her a picture. Yep. And then she did the same thing. And I was on an exit row. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you ever are on a flight and Kara is the person in your exit row who's in charge You're of making golden. sure you, you don't even know how lucky you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> she knows what to do. You Tyler guess. was just staring at me as I was texting you about it. And he was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. We're going to get this episode out tonight Uh, for you. Yes. Um, But I did have a couple things I was going to bring up. It just happened. Robert Durst passed away. Oh, my gosh. Monday, January. Yes. I saw that. He was 78 years old. If you've heard the two-parter we did on him, you know that he was in terrible health. Like, he looked like walking death (laughs) for a long time. I am sad that he died before he could go to trial for the murder of his first wife, Kathleen. I was really hopeful that that trial would lead to them... If not knowing where her body was, like, I don't know if it is recoverable. Right. But at least knowing what happened. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just hate it. Right. Unless maybe his lawyers know something. You know, Yeah, and maybe he left a a diary of some sort or a journal or his sister knows or. Yeah. That's just so sad. It is. Also, since we didn't get to record an episode for last week, I wanted to tell you guys. I think you all knew at the time. I was a little anxious about the New Year's Eve episode I did with the intentions. You guys have sent so many nice emails and comments and everything about it. And I don't know. I'm just happy that you all liked it. Yeah, you all love that stuff as much as we do. And it's great. And if you're in the Facebook group, we had talked about like, hey, tell me your words for the year. Oh, yeah. Words or whatever. And then I made little like phone wallpapers because I think it's helpful when you have a word for the year just to put like a reminder on my phone. Because then I see it and I'm reminded mm-hmm. of it every time. And so we made, I mean, those and put them in the group. So if you're not in the Facebook group, you should go join it because there's fun things going on. We in do there. all the things. That's all. That's, That's it. The yeah. main update type things. I couldn't believe Robert Durst died. I don't know why. I just, 
I was kind of convinced he had already died years ago and was just oh somehow gosh, yeah. still animated. Yeah. <laughs> because he looked terrible. Oof, yeah. That's what happens when you're a terrible person. Yeah. Look terrible. 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 Okay. So, hey, this story idea that I'm going to do for you today was emailed to us at witchesmagicmurdermystery at gmail.com by Tracy. She sent in a few ideas, and I love it when people do that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I haven't been able to keep up lately. Oh, no. If you guys have sent us stories, I actually have no clue when Tracy sent this. I think it was several months ago. Yeah. We don't cover them in order. Right. Um, We basically... I don't know. I'll go through there and look and if something yeah. just really strikes me or if I'm looking up something and it reminds me, you know, right. there's all kinds of different ways. Yeah. But don't think that just because we haven't done it yet that we're not going to. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. I have a whole list of them I want to cover. Yeah. Just haven't got to them yet. Okay. So here's her email. Hi, I'm Tracy, a newer listener who has been every episode and I love your podcast. Oh. Tracy, you're the best. <laughs> we just love you too. Um, just wanted to share some of the more infamous stories from my part of Ohio with you. And like I said, she gave several, but we're only doing one today. Okay. There was a police chase in Portage County, Ohio in 1966, and they believed they were actually chasing a UFO. Stop it. That was dismissed by the government. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. (laughs) You're kidding. The government? The government denied that it wasn't an alien? Uh, But people also believe that the... No words. Ravenna. Ravenna. Hmm? Ravenna. It's Hmm. R-A-V-E-N-N-A. Arsenal Air Force Area. Houses or housed UFOs. It has huge high fences and was reportedly built there because of its high cloud cover and poor service. Mm -hmm. So it would be difficult to hit with an airstrike or spy on. Feel free to use or throw away any of this. Love the content, Tracy. Tracy, I love your content. I was going to, did you see that thing that somebody put in the Facebook group where they were like, there should be a hotline where if you don't know how to oh pronounce my gosh, something, you can yes. call it and it'll tell you? Yes. And somebody commented, how many times have we heard them say, oh, dang, I meant to look that up. Yes. I love it. And then somebody was like, no, I hope they leave it this yeah. way because that's what I love about that's them. The, well, and even the girl that posted it was just making the yeah, joke she, about yes. it. It was hilarious. I love it so much that you all are able to find joy in our... <laughs> I don't even know what you call it. Just inability to read. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So Portage County is in Northeast Ohio. It's about 30 miles south of Cleveland. According to the 2020 census, Portage County had a population of about 160,000 people. So this is only going to be helpful if you know Lexington. But Lexington's population in 2019 was like 320,000. So we're looking at a place about half the size of Lexington. Okay. That helps me have like some context. Right. So it's not huge, but it's way bigger than the town of 3,800 people that I grew up in. <laughs> um, and we already talked about an alien encounter that happened very close yeah. to where I grew up. Aliens if, like those small towns. I know it. If you haven't heard it, it's episode 32 about the 1976 Stanford alien encounter. Alien. Okay. Portage County, 1966. This also reminds me at the end of this, try to help me remember. My dad called me with an alien story the other day. What? And I didn't tell you because dad. he's going to wait for us to record. Where have you been with this information? Okay. So everybody, if I don't remind, if I don't us. remember, just yell at me on Facebook. Okay. At about 5 a.m. on April 17th, 1966, two Portage County Sheriff's deputies spotted an abandoned car near mm-hmm. Ravenna, Ravenna, Ohio. Mm-hmm. When they stopped to investigate, a large metal aircraft came up from behind some trees and hovered about 150 feet in the air. I imagine them like 
kind of peering into the car and all of a sudden like this big thing yeah and they're like whoa (laughs) okay so it hovered about 150 feet in the air it was 40 feet wide shaped like a saucer whoa and bathed the street below in bright white light (gasps) the deputies Dale Spar and Wilbur Neff. Wilbur. Wilbur. I knew. I knew you'd do that. And they chased the unidentified flying object for 86 miles. They just drove around this town? Oh, no. They drove. They got jurisdiction? No. Right? No, because they even left the state. Oh. Okay. At one point during the chase, a dispatcher told the deputies to shoot the flying object. (laughs) But a sergeant revoked that order saying that the object might be... A government weather balloon. Y'all know how I feel about the weather balloon thing. Them weather balloons. There are so many aliens flying weather balloons. <laughs> Ned, what was it? Ned, Ted, uh-huh. the alien. Ned, the alien. <laughs> and that's what they said initially about Roswell, too. Yeah. Was, alien. was mm-hmm. it a balloon? Balloon. Okay, so the chase took them from Ohio into Pennsylvania. Oh, my gosh. Where another officer joined in. Like, he saw them go by. And he's, he's like, like oh, I'm not getting in on this. <laughs> And then sometimes they reached 100 miles per hour in their Stop pursuit. It. But they were able to keep up with it? Yep. You, I bet you anything that it was just like, watch this. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is fun. Watch what these little county guys will do. As soon as Spar and Neff got close to it, the object would speed up. It was like it would wait on them and uh-huh. then it would go again. So they gave up in Beaver County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> God, the, the maturity level. <laughs> the class. That we exude. <laughs> um, so they gave up just as the sun was coming Just out. as they crept into Beaver's County. Man. Because they ran out of gas but, hmm, in Beaver County. They ran out of steam in it. <laughs> the UFO hovered in the sky for a moment. In the Beaver County? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then sped off, disappearing into the night. I said, well, if they don't want to play anymore. I guess I'm done here. <laughs> That's 6.15 a.m. <laughs> Seems a little bare here. By 6.15 a.m., Spar had alerted dispatch about three fighter jets in pursuit of the aircraft. Which is weird, too. Yeah. Three fighter jets. Three. The officers even picked up chatter from the pilots on their police radios. Oh. hmm So, like I said, this chase went on for 86 miles. So, there were hundreds of people who reported seeing the flying saucer and hearing its faint, steady hum, hmm. including law enforcement officers in four different counties. Oh. I should say... I saw hundreds. I also saw dozens. Yeah. So, you know, make it that what you will. But the point is, there were a bunch of other people who saw dozens it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like hundreds, and then somebody else said dozens. I was like, well, mm. I mean, that's different. But yeah. also, more people. Right. More people yeah, than yeah. just these two. Dale was the one driving the car. And according to him, he said, somebody had control over it, over the UFO. Okay. It wasn't just floating around. It could maneuver. He also said, we were close. Closer than I ever want to be again. Oh, no. I know. Like I said, this started with two deputies. Mm -hmm. And then a third officer joined the chase near the Pennsylvania state line. And then by the time the deputies pulled their car into a gas station, a fourth officer joined them. So all four of them were there and they all watched the UFO vanish. Hmm. Dale is the one who will talk about it now. Okay. The other three won't. Um, And that might not mean anything. Right. It's just that... While Dell's story has remained consistent throughout the years, we don't really have the other men's stories to compare it to. Oh, okay. To help. They never even said that. the dots. Okay. Gerald. Mm-hmm. Buchert. Buchert. Mm-hmm. Buchert. Who knows? Buchert. B-U-C-H-E-R-T. Said mm-hmm. he is the chief of police for the village of Mantua. 
Good Lord. He said, I'd rather not talk about it. It's something that should be forgotten, left alone. I saw something, but I don't know what it was. Mm. Now, he could be saying it should be left alone because it's creepy and, and traumatizing. He never wants to think about it again. Or the government told me I'm not allowed to say anything. Could be that, that the government scared him. Or it could be that, like, he is just like, I don't know what it was, and it just needs to be left alone. Yeah. And Dale seems to really believe in it, and I don't want to mess with him. And just yeah. let's just drop it. Let's just not talk so about it. So I can't even decide what to make of that. He's like, I don't believe in no aliens. Pretty much. Gerald, by the way... He was one of the officers who joined the chase later. And before he joined in, he had raced home to grab his camera because he heard what they were mm-hmm. talking about on the radio. And he's like, I'm going to get my camera. And he took three pictures of the UFO. <gasps> what? And he described it as two table saucers put together. So, so like one flipped over on yeah. the other one. Okay. That's, my, that's, okay. My, that's what I imagined. So a 2018 Medium article by Ben Walford is titled, Seeing a UFO Ruined Dale Spar's Life. Oh, and that article has so much great information in it. It was not the only source I used for this episode, mm-hmm. but it's my favorite. I like it. So um, that's where a lot of this comes from. So back in 1966, the Air Force ran a program called Project Blue Book. This was the mm-hmm. highest level of government yes. effort to identify UFOs. Project Blue Book spent $20 million between 1952 and 1969 investigating UFO sightings around the United States. And this includes... The Portage County incident that we're talking about right now. Also, if you're a Patreon subscriber, um, my episode this month is all about Project Blue Book and the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, where it was located. And that's going to be up by this weekend. So be ready. The man in charge of Project Blue Book, his name was Hector Quintanilla. He called UFO fanatics, quote, people who have ceased to live in our real world. So clearly, he is very (laughs) open-minded and supportive of alien theories. But seriously, I mean, (laughs) I gave this a lot of thought, and I was like, maybe it's good that he was a skeptic, because whenever you're researching something, and this is just a life tip, when you are researching something, try to prove yourself wrong rather than proving yourself right. Yes. It's really easy to gravitate toward information that you agree with. Yes. Very much um, so. And that confirms your already existing Uh beliefs because then you get to be right. Right. And we all like being right. Yes. But. Which we are 100% of the time. I've never been wrong in my life. Same. Same. (laughs) But you can't just ignore the stuff that says you're wrong. And also, (laughs) have a little soapbox. Social media algorithms are literally designed to put you in an echo chamber where you always get to be right, because that means you spend more time mm-hmm. scrolling on the site and seeing the ads, yep. and they get more money. And yep. so if you happen to believe, say, you know, hypothetically, that the government is injecting you with microchips, Facebook's going to show you every single post that agrees with that. Yep. I'll be happy to discuss social media algorithms if anyone wants to have that talk with me. <laughs> you'll be bored, and you'll probably get mad about it, but it's important. Don't get your news from Facebook. That's, yep. that's all. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good 
hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. gonna be so tangled not with this one nice. and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to TYMOBeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Menopausal and perimenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at buywinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A.com for 25% off. Winona, menopause care made easy. Hector seems, we're going to call him Hector because that Hector, last name. No, no, we don't. But he he's the one in charge of Project Blue Book. Yeah. He seems like he wasn't all that open-minded about the UFA, UFO stuff. Also, maybe that's why he got the job. And maybe he was like that because it was all an act to keep people from freaking out, right? Right, yeah. Maybe he had a secret room at home filled with UFO evidence. And he um, went home every night, made on his tinfoil hat. Maybe he was an alien. Oh, my God. <gasps> yes. That's it. That's it. We figured it out. So he goes home to his little UFO shrine mm -hmm. every night after he spends his whole day talking about how dumb UFOs are. Yep, exactly. When his office received reports of UFOs, Hector would come up with explanations. Hmm. Come up with is probably not the most objective sound. I should just say he investigated and made conclusions. Right. Sure. Like for one sighting by a trucker in Michigan in March of 1966, the official conclusion was swamp gas. I get that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's rough. It's really bad. It's rough. I had a bad case of swamp gas last night. What? The thing is, being kind of a jerk about things the way the Hector was, if someone is faking it, right, and they've and they're it's like a hoax, yeah, and then you encounter this guy who uh, is like, I have no time for your nonsense. Yeah, this is. It seems like it would weed out, right? You know, yeah, that's you'd be true. intimidated. Yeah. 
So anyway, a month oh, after Hector. the swamp gas thing, Jeez. when the Portage County sighting happened, was Hector that in Beaver County. <laughs> no, no. Okay. No swamp gas in Beaver Hector's, County. Hector's okay. So Hector called Dale and said, "Tell me about this mirage you saw." Oh, Hector! Can you imagine if you're Dale, who who fully believes Lives what he off saw of this, and it's just UFOs. like, "Listen, I got this. I got this story for you." Y'all ever Google something? Something, <laughs> something else pops up for y'all. Uh, Mm. Okay, so Hector seems like kind of an ass, but it, yeah, maybe he had good reason because from 1965 to 1967, Hector's office was getting three UFO sightings a day. Mm. He called it mass hysteria, and I mean, it does. Isn't seem, that the time like frame that they were doing? Because I think it's similar to one that I'm doing. Like, what did they call it? The where Russia was trying to get stuff up there. We were yeah. trying to get stuff up there. Yeah, because, I mean, the moon landing was 1969. Yeah. If you believe that we landed on the moon, <laughs> which I do. If the Earth is flat <laughs> or round. And I'm going to get into this in the Patreon episode, too, but there's a lot about what was going on in Russia at the time yes. that I think factors into all this. I mean, as long as it's a Yeti alien that's... Uh, Yeti alien fairy, guys. Covered Done. in plutonium, then I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, you know, so, yes. I mean, three sightings a day does seem like a lot yeah but also i also really like the idea that aliens 60 years ago maybe they were still learning how to move around here without us knowing about uh-huh. it so now they have some cloaking device right <laughs> they just got better at it now they just are really good at it so now. this ufo that dale and wilbur saw when mm-hmm. they when that ufo went home you know one of them was like maybe next time don't turn on the bright yeah. white light idiot. yeah and the other one's like, oh, oh I forgot right. about That's that. That was like our us. reverse light. And we, <laughs> yeah. That was like, our I just go- wanted to see the trees. I just needed to see if we crashed into any of the trees <laughs> below so we can replant them. And they'll grow so fast because we're aliens. Aliens. Yeah. So it's a mass hysteria or novice aliens. You decide. Yeah. Um, the night of the Portage County UFO chase, there were three satellites and mm-hmm. Venus was okay. visible in the part of the sky where the deputies and the other officers were looking. So that was the official Project Blue Book conclusion. The men had chased some satellites and a planet. Because <laughs> you know how. I love to chase those planets. You know, right. You know how there's like a flying saucer in front of you. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. For 86 miles. Uh-huh. And then there's satellites and a planet in the distance. You know how that's easy to get Is it? Yeah, really. It's like there's a shooting star and you think it's like a military aircraft. <laughs> yeah, what is happening? Huh? So, what? Uh, Hector also said oh, Hector. that nothing unusual had shown up on the radar and no fighter jets had been dispatched. Remember he how they did. said they heard them on the radio? He didn't? Mm. He didn't hear anything? Didn't hear a thing. Hmm. The fact that there were other corroborating accounts from other officers and witnesses didn't seem to mean anything. Hector's word is the the gospel. Yes. So Dale, of course, was like, it was a huge metal, 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 metal saucer Mm -hmm. in the sky. David. (laughs) It was not a satellite. It was not a distant planet. No. And remember how Gerald took pictures? Mm -hmm. According to Hector, they were severely fogged, had processing defects, and proved nothing. Are you sure it wasn't their blinding light? <laughs> Remember the title of the article, Seeing a UFO Ruined Dale Spar's Life? Yep. It's true. This is it It's did. really sad. It really did. We've talked about this before, but like if you're out there publicly talking about aliens and insisting that you've seen one, you generally get made fun of. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, maybe unless that's, you're us and we, right. <laughs> I'm just going to put it, put it out there. We are like basing our identity around it. Yeah. Also, maybe that's some kind of cleverly implemented smear campaign mm. laid out by people who want us to keep thinking that aliens don't exist. Mm. And mm. anyone who suggests otherwise is a nut job. Or yep. maybe <laughs> yep. it's like the natural inclination of humans to fear what they don't understand. The unknown. But here's what I don't think it is. It's never someone who just is like, I'm going to ruin my own life today. I want to like jump out into the middle of this public eye. I'm just going to go out here, say a bunch of stuff that people think is crazy. And then maybe they'll all think I'm crazy. You didn't think those UFOs exist? Doesn't that sound great? Y'all think think about these aliens sometimes (laughs) like I do? (laughs) It's like you can believe whatever you want about aliens. But you should also believe that Del Spar 1,000% believes he saw a flying saucer. I believe, Dale. Of extraterrestrial origin that night. Dale, I believe you. In the end, he lost his job, his marriage, <gasps> friends. His wife. People just thought he was crazy. Yeah. He ended up broke and working in a coal mine in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Although I did read that he later moved away from there and remarried. Okay. Dale even said, if I could change all that I have done in my life, I would change just one thing. And that would be the night we chased that damn thing, that saucer. No, I know. So sad. It's really sad. And you think about it, like I said, why would he be so committed to this story? Yeah. Because if he would have just stopped talking about it, it would have went away. Yeah. Because people do. People say things and then you stop talking about it and nobody remembers. Right. That Medium article raised the theory that what Dale and the other officers had seen that night was some type of experimental aircraft developed by the Air Force. And we know that the Air Force base in the area has some top secret stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And that would also be a good explanation for why Project Blue Book was based there at the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Okay. Which is where it's in Ohio and it's Mm -hmm. where Project Blue Book was. So the Air Force could keep its finger on exactly what people were seeing and saying. Mm -hmm. About the things they saw in the sky. Yeah. So it gave the military the power to like squash any rumors or information they didn't want out there. Right. It could also explain why Hector was so rude about everything. Because he just wanted to shut down all of that. Yeah. He was like, like, I just want to go home. Yeah. And it's just his job to be like, Mm -hmm. everything has to stay a secret. Yeah. Or it was an extraterrestrial aircraft operated by novice aliens who hadn't learned just how really, to be incognito. Yeah, I really like that. They were just in training and they yeah, just, didn't, they just know. didn't know any better. They hit the wrong button. They hit the blinding <laughs> like, button. Oh my God, you hit the light. Yeah. And then they just freeze. <laughs> like, oh, let's chase them. Let's let them chase us <laughs> and make them think it's a fun game. And then we're going to go home. Okay. It'd be great. It'd be great. We'll go so, by Venus. Then they'll think it's Venus. And then we're going to find another like local craft and we're going to go by that and make them think it's that. And we're just going to confuse them. Mom said we can't play mind games yet. So we got to we got to think of other things. There was a newspaper article that came out a year after the incident that said a few students from Kent State University claimed to be behind the Portage County UFO hoax. The students, a couple of guys, no, of course, said they'd gotten an old weather balloon, a car antenna, transistor batteries, a bicycle light, and bottled gas to create the saucer. Y'all are clever. <laughs> a spokesman for the Record Courier newspaper said they had proof that the boys sent up the balloon, which is spotted by the deputies that night. But we don't know what that proof is. And Dale Spar had already said that what he saw could not have been a balloon. The lines of the object were very distinct, he told reporters. Somebody had control over it. It wasn't just floating around. Yeah. Remember how how could that? you be at 100 miles per hour if it's a mm-hmm. dang weather? Exactly. Balloon? And he says, I've seen Twister. 
<laughs> I know how this works. <laughs> um, it, it can maneuver. It didn't flutter. Another quote from Spar. The Air Force investigators checked the wind that night and found that it was only about three and a half miles in velocity. That's not going anywhere. Nothing that was floating free would travel that far and that Mm -mm. fast. Yeah. According to the officers who saw and chased the UFO, the object was moving at speeds near 100 miles an hour. So this just seems absurd. So to this day, people still remember the 1966 incident and its lasting impression, especially on a young filmmaker named Steven Spielberg. Ooh. He used the police chase and other details in his blockbuster movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Did he now? He did. Wow. What? So that's, that's all I've Steven. Got. Yeah. So if you guys, if you're in the Patreon and you are interested in all this, like I said, there's an episode coming within the next few days, just as quickly as I can get it edited, about more alien talk. And if mm-hmm. you're not on the Patreon, you should join it to hear it. Yes, it's, totally. It's interesting. It's I can't wait. Yeah. Mm, I love it. I love a good <laughs> alien story. I do, too. It's so good. I mean, yeah. I don't know. So right. that's what we got here. Um, as always, if you have an alien story. Oh, that reminds me of my dad. Okay. <gasps> oh, your dad. Yes. I would have forgotten. So as I was going to say, if you have an alien story, we want it. Oh, we, we also want, want- Every story. Every weird story. I think we only talked about this in the Patreon, but we want your stories, I got arrested in a weird way because, (laughs) or I know of someone that got arrested in a weird way, and this is how it happened. You don't have to give us names. Mm -mm. Don't implicate yourself on anything. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Please don't confess any crimes. Yeah. But we want your weird stories Mm -hmm. so we can make it into an episode. Because you also, if you're a Patreon member, got to hear about mine and Kara's criminal histories. We are (laughs) Megan and I are wild go so, on we're on the lamb my dad called and he was like megan i've got a story for you oh, and i was like dad. okay and i never know where that's gonna go great dad you know and then he says well i was driving to danville oh my god from lancaster mm-hmm. and he was going down the road going down the highway it's a two-lane highway you go over yeah, a bridge yeah, there's yeah. a hill he's mm-hmm. and he's like and i come up over the highway oh my god and all of a sudden there's cars stopped and i thought maybe there was an accident and that's why cars were stopped but then as i'm pulling up on it I realized, like, it's the sun is so bright. I can't see. And he was like, it was so bright, Megan. And it was, like, getting brighter and brighter. And, like, I couldn't even see the road. I couldn't. I knew there were cars stopped in front of me. I lost sight of the cars. (gasps) And he was like, so I just pulled over because I couldn't figure out where I was. I couldn't see the road. I couldn't see the cars in front of me. It was so bright. It was hard to look at. And finally, I looked down and I could see the, like, stripes on the road. So I figured out where I was. And then we sat there for a few more minutes and they went away. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Okay, Dad. And he was like, so I don't know if it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, God, I love this man. But I mean, it, I could have been. I, if I had been there. Yeah. Oh, I would have thought for sure. A hundred percent would have been I, like, this is weird. They've taken over my mind. <laughs> I cannot see. I am now their eyes open. They are my eyes now. I talked to you about the next day, and he would, he said it again. He's like, I just don't know why the sun would be that bright. And I'm like, I mean, it's it's not wrong, really. Like, yeah. let's see. How old is my dad? He's uh, 72. So he's 72, and that's never happened. So, I mean. It is weird. It is weird. He's lived in the same area his whole life. He didn't know the sun was going to do that. No. Nope. UFOs. Would have creeped me out. Yep. Also. Be like my dad, you guys. If you have a weird story pull, like that, you let us know. Pull over and tell pull us right over there. And tell us. Yeah. You got to know immediately. Like immediately. Yeah. I need to know before like, you even tell your mom. FaceTime with us. <laughs> Send us a video. Tag us on Instagram. Yep. Okay. Um, 
If you want to get in touch with us, all the ways to reach us are in the show notes. Literally everywhere. Yes. Yep. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.